So we're on week number four of emotions, and uh, we're going to pray in just a second, but let's review just a, a minute about where we've come from up to this week four. Uh, we started off in week number one talking about anger. And for every emotion, negative emotion that we experience, there's always a positive force of the Spirit. And we, we call them fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. It's from your heart, from the Spirit, that overcomes that negative emotion. And so when we deal with anger, we use the force or the fruit of the Spirit called love that operates through forgiveness, right? The second week, we talked about worry, anxiety, and how God uh, gives us his peace. And every time that we're anxious or worried, we pray, and the peace of God takes over and takes control. Then last week, we talked about uh, sadness that leads to depression and how the joy of the Lord is our strength, and when we rejoice, that spirit of heaviness is broken off of us. So this week, we're going to talk about being tired and weary. But before we do, I want to pray. Are you ready? Lord, thank you. We have another opportunity to hear from you. Father, it's not the English words that we speak that set us free. It's the words of the Spirit. It's, you, you said in your word that when we understand spiritual words by your Spirit... It produces fruit in our lives. It produces change in our lives. So, Father, we present ourselves to you, our ears, our heart, our spiritual eyes. We ask you to teach us and show us and speak to us this morning. We, we need change. We want to change. And we thank you, Father, for growing us up by your spirit this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We're in agreement. So we're going to go somewhere. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to go somewhere. We're going somewhere this morning. In the Word, we're taking off. We're on a journey. Listen, every day we expend physical, emotional, and spiritual energy. Every day. But here's the big question. Are we putting back into ourselves more than we're expending? Are we taking in more than we're giving out? This emotional exhaustion, this weariness, this tiredness, it's a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained as a result of accumulated stress from your personal and our work lives. Emotional exhaustion is one of the signs of burnout. I've heard that word before. I'm going to give you some synonyms or some words that are closely related to weariness, tired, indifferent, bored, drained, fatigued, exhausted, dull, powerless, dejected, listless, burned out. Here's... Here's a way that you can self-diagnose. And really, we, we need to recognize the symptoms so that we can do something to overcome this, right? Are you, all got, are you all, like I am right now, just tired of everything? Just like, as the young people say, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm just over it. 
I'm over everything. Talk to the hand because the the face don't understand or something like that too, right? Like, <laughs> take it somewhere else. Tell your problem to somebody. You go to the complaint department. So here's how you can diagnose if you're at that place of weariness and tiredness emotionally. I found this on the internet, by the way. This is from some psychology page. So I'm not a psychologist, but I can read, right? And I can copy and paste. So here, here we go. I smile less frequently than I normally do, even in situations I typically would find funny. My senses seem dulled, so food tastes flat. Music doesn't move me, and I reach for black or gray clothes. Think about that. I can't sleep. Either I can't fall asleep, stay asleep, or all I want to do is sleep. <laughs> I get started easily, get startled easily by voices, noises, or movement. It is hard to focus and concentrate. I feel jumpy and jittery. I'm more irritable than I used to be, especially in lines, online, and on the phone. My anxiety level is higher than usual, and I want to avoid crowds and traffic. I cry more easily, particularly during sad movies and even shows with happy endings. Socializing is difficult. When I'm with friends or family, I feel disconnected, and I have a hard time paying attention to what they say. And then... I put this last one in here. I, I, I've got a couple more thoughts here. But do people look at you sometimes, people that are close to you, and go, is everything all right? And then when you say, yeah, everything's fine, they say, really? Is, is everything really okay? If you answered yes or clicked one or checked two of these then you could be close to or experiencing weariness or tiredness emotionally. So we have to identify the symptoms, right? I'm feeling everything right now to the point that I don't want to feel anything. You know, I want to be, can I just, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to ask you if I can be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest with you. I want to be sensitive to everybody, but in that same moment, I'm like, you know what? Your problem is your problem. I got problems too. Can anybody relate to me? I love you, but, so, and sometimes, and I know this could sound, I'm just being real with you. Here's the word help yourself. Oh, did he just say that? Really? He's a pastor. He's supposed to have all the answers. Supposed to be Superman. Supposed to be flying high spiritually all the time. But listen, guys, it, this, this has been going on and on and on. We had awesome praise and worship up here this morning. And we're going to end this sermon very well, I can tell you. It's going to end very well. But I'm just trying to connect with you right now. Trying to identify with you. Because I want you to feel something. I want you to know something. And then we're going to do something at the end. 
people are just worn out. And you think because you're tired and weary that physical sleep is going to help. But when you're tired emotionally, you need more than physical sleep. You've got to have more than just physical sleep. And you need to know that you're in that place before you make the decision to get out of it. Like I said, the young people right now, are they're just over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. And we've got scripture for that because if Isaiah 40, you're right there in Isaiah 40. Look at Isaiah 40, verse 30. Here's one scripture. that is It was prophesied thousands of years ago for right now. A couple thousand years ago for right now. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. I've seen more tired uh, young people than ever. And it's not because they're playing video games till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They're just tired. They're tired. They're tired of the rhetoric. They're tired of this over-the-top emotionalism and just strife and pain and hurt and division. Are you there? Can somebody say amen? amen? Jesus was tired. Jesus was tired. Think about that. The son of God tired because he lived in a body and he dealt with his emotions and he went in John chapter 4, he was on a journey and he went through Samaria. And as they were walking, now you can go and research the, the, the account where Jesus goes to the well in Samaria. But guys, they walked everywhere. Think about that. There were no Uber. There was no <laughs> taxis. Couldn't call a friend and hitch a ride. They walked everywhere. And after six hours of walking, they get to this well. And there was a woman there, and her job was to get water from the well. And Jesus was tired. And in John chapter 4, it says that he was tired from the journey. But I know that Jesus wasn't just tired from the physical journey, but he was probably tired of traveling with those 12 dudes that he, he picked up. And Peter challenged him all the time. you got to know that Jesus was probably at the edge of just saying, Peter, Dude, the next town we're in, I'm dropping you off. <laughs> you can imagine him being tired. But here's the thing. Jesus wasn't weak, although he was tired. Although he was weary, he wasn't weak. So maybe being weary doesn't mean that you're weak. Some people that we think are weak may just be a little weary. They may just be a little tired because faith doesn't prevent fatigue. <laughs> faith doesn't prevent fatigue. Think of what, what, what about David? David is fighting with all of his might. He worshiped God with all of his might, right? He loved God with all of his heart. He worshiped God with all of his mind. He's fighting the enemy with all of his might. And he returns to his camp to find all the women, all the children gone, all 
their stuff gone, and he sunk to the lowest level. Even the guys that were with him in his army were at that very moment against him. And they rose up against him and they said, we're, we're, we're going to eliminate you because you got us in this mess. And the enemy came in and stole everything from us. So the Bible says that David had to encourage himself in the Lord. He was at a place where he was tired. He was weary. And so there, there are times where we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We're a little weary. That doesn't mean that we're weak. And here's the truth. We worship a God that's powerful enough to give us his strength, but human enough, like Jesus in that moment, to get tired. So he identifies with us. Jesus is touched. He's still touched with the feeling of our weaknesses or our infirmities. And that is why his love and his grace and his strength are available to us whenever we need it. Hebrews 12, 3 says this, For consider him, Jesus, consider him, who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And so there's, there's a formula in this scripture. When we consider Jesus and what he faced and what he dealt with, it shows us that we can re receive the same strength that he did to make it through. <laughs> I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. It says this. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. There's pressure from life. And if, we're, if we're, we don't consider Jesus, we will get worn down. We will cave in under life's pressure. So we have to consider Jesus. What do we consider about Jesus? Number one, let's consider that Jesus knew where his power came from. Jesus knew where his power came from. That's number one. Jesus knew. As he was called into the ministry and John baptized him in the River Jordan, the Holy Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness. What happened in the wilderness? Jesus was tempted of the devil for 40 days, right? And there were basically three directions that the enemy came at him. And the enemy used scripture against him. But Jesus used scripture against the enemy and defeated the enemy in the wilderness. Do you guys agree? Yes. But if you read the end of where Jesus is coming out of the wilderness, the Bible says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. So Jesus went into a 40-day fast with nothing to eat or drink and came out in the power of the Spirit. Jesus understood where his power came from. That's what we need to consider about Jesus, that he understood 
where his power came from. The second thing that we need to consider about Jesus is that Jesus knew his purpose. Jesus never forgot his purpose. His purpose of himself, but his purpose was to serve others. He came not to be served, but to serve. And when we serve, we're giving out. And when we give out, we make room to be replenished. Let me say that again. When we give out, we make room to be replenished. We're not a Dead Sea. We're a Jordan River. Right? We should be flowing. Out of our belly should flow rivers of li- Out of our innermost being should flow rivers of living water. We shouldn't keep everything for ourselves. That's when we become weary and tired. Weary and tired when we just contain everything. But when Jesus understood that it was his purpose to serve and not be served, he was refreshed by his father. He knew where his power came from and he knew where his purpose. He knew what his purpose was. So we have got to know When we consider Jesus, we've got to know that if he is in us and he made it, then we can make it too. Look at your neighbor and say, you can make it too. (laughs) Being weary doesn't mean that you're weak. Being weary just means you're in a place that you need to be strengthened. That's good news. And then there's another thing that we need to consider about Jesus. I want us to look at this. This is one of my favorite, 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 top five favorite scriptures ever in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. I like to really set that up, man. Favor, favorite. Matthew chapter 11. From the message, from the message, verse 28 through 30. This is what Jesus said. When we consider Jesus, we need to consider that Jesus said this. He said, are you tired? Not physically tired, although that could be the case, but are you emotionally tired? Are you mentally tired? Are you spiritually tired right now? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? To which we all should say, yes, absolutely. Religion is something that's (laughs) man-made, and it will burn you out trying to keep man happy. No. God came so that we could have relationship. So Jesus said, come to me. I like how he broke the back of religion right there. Are you tired of religion, burned out of religion? Come to me. I'm not going to give you religion. I'm going to give you something. Let's see what Jesus is going to give us if we're tired, if we're worn out. Come to me. Get away with me. It sounds like he's going to take us on a journey. He's he's going to adopt us as one of his disciples that he's going to take with him. Everywhere he goes, we go. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. This is the business that Jesus is in, the recovery business. You're going to recover your, your life. And I will show you how to take a real rest. If you're wondering how to take a rest, look at Jesus. Consider him. Because he'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me and work with me. 
Watch how I do it. So if we're going to go with Jesus, we're going to experience his rest, but we're also going to work. That seems like, like an oxymoron, like an oxymoron, a, mo, a, a moron. <laughs> I've never understood that word. I laugh every time I say it, but it's, it's a for real word, oxymoron, right? It seems like a, uh, something that shouldn't be. We're working, but we're resting, and we're resting, but we're working. And Jesus said, if you follow me, I'm going to show you how to work, but rest at the same time. That, only Jesus can do that. People are working and working and working and striving and striving and striving, and at the end of their life, they come up empty. They're tired. They're worn out. They're burnt out on religion because they didn't follow Jesus and find out how to rest and work at the same time. Resting and working with him. And then he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. In other words, just hang out with me. How often do you hang out with your best friend? He wants to be your best friend. He wants us to contact him every day. Hang out with him every day. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Notice that he, doesn't, he does not say that you won't work. He says you'll work, but you'll experience his rest. So if we're tired, if we're worn out, we just need to find Jesus. Hang out with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Work with Jesus. Live with Jesus. And allow him to show us how to walk in that unforced rhythms of grace. The unformed, un, un, unforced rhythms of grace. We have to learn to do what Isaiah 40, 40 says. Turn to Isaiah 40, chapter 28. Isaiah 40, chapter Chapter 40, verse 28. Isaiah 40, 28. This is the New International Version. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He's the only one that doesn't grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So here's a question. If God is the one that gives you strength, how strong do you think your own strength is? Not very. Not very. That's why Ephesians chapter 6 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can't be strong in your own strength because it comes to an end. But if you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might, he renews your strength every day that you hang out with him, like Matthew 11 was saying. Jesus said, come hang out with me. I'll strengthen you. I'll show you. I'll help you. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. 
Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Or those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God did not put that in the Bible so that an artist could paint a picture with an eagle up there and put the scripture up under it. Even though that's pretty. But a pretty scripture hanging on the wall has power to give us strength. It's not just something to look, like, look at and go, oh yeah, I acknowledge that, yes. Yes, that's very true, that's very true. No, we need it today. I need to be strengthened by God today. I need, because times I get weary. I want to read this out of the uh, Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, very same scripture. There's a couple of words in here that may be, it, it may show you a word that you've never seen before in this context and ignite the fuse. Isaiah 40, 28 says, don't you know, haven't you been listening? Haven't you been listening? Yahweh is the one and only everlasting God, the creator of all that you can see and imagine. He never gets weary. Are worn out. His intelligence is unlimited. He is never puzzled over what to do. He empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength, increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. Divine strength, not just a small bit that will get you through the day. No, he wants to strengthen you with divine strength increasing strength they will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles run their race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up i like that they'll walk through life without giving up say i'm not going to give up because i'm choosing right now i'm choosing to wait upon the lord as he renews my strength i choose his strength you know, growing weary is a, is a gradual thing. It's a gradual thing. And I think some of us have passed E long ago. But refilling is a gradual thing. Resting in Jesus is spiritual therapy that we do. And when we do it, it restores our soul. Think about Psalm 23, and I read this a couple of weeks ago. Just read Psalm 23, and it begins, that peace begins to flood your soul, begins to re restore your soul. You know, when, when, when peace begins to come in your heart, in your being, it brings strength with it. That's why even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. He leads me beside still waters and restores my soul because our soul gets tired. Our soul gets weary. 
Our soul gets indifferent. Let me read off all these other words. Our soul gets fatigued. Our soul gets drained. Our soul gets bored. Our soul feels dejected and burned out. But when we hang out with Jesus and we run to him and we wait upon the Lord, he renews our strength. Gradual, this gradual renewing of strength comes. It's a process. We could say it like this. The more that we wait on him, the more that he renews our strength. You need strength today? I do. I want to be first in line. <laughs> I need it more than anyone else that I know of. And I only know about me. And we can smile and we can say everything's great and all that good stuff. Yes, we should have a definite positive confession. But at the same time, we should wait upon the Lord so that he can renew our strength. The opposite of that coin is if we fail to wait upon the Lord, how can he renew our strength? He has the strength. We just need to wait. We're going to wait just a minute as we're closing out this message. Waiting is not... Wasting time. It is purposely staying still. Like the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Psalm 59 9 says, the Passion Translation says, My strength is found when I wait on you. Let's say that together. My strength is found when I wait on you. Let's say it again. My strength is found when I wait on you. So we could say, we could say this. If we've lost our strength, here's how to find it by waiting on the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. He will renew your strength. He will restore your soul. Jesus, today we are considering you. What you dealt with when they nailed you to the cross. What you went through to bring us your strength. You sent the Holy Spirit and you said, stay in Jerusalem until you be endued or empowered from on high with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, today my prayer is for every one of us here in this room, as well as those that are watching right now, that as we wait upon you for just a moment, that you strengthen us, that you refill us, that you empower us that you speak to us that you move in us that you release your grace divine strength in us 
Thank you, Father. We receive it. As you're just sitting there, just say, I receive it. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. By faith, I receive it. Teach me, Lord. Like your disciple says, teach us to pray. Lord, I ask you to teach us how to wait upon you. How to wait upon you. see that this, this world is moving so fast, but it's, it's not going anywhere. Spinning around in circles. Help us learn how to wait on you every day to be strengthened with might in our inner man by your spirit. Jesus, we take your yoke upon us. We connect with you. We choose to keep company with you and to hang out with you, to work with you, watch how you do it, to receive your strength, your grace.